Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode three of It's All About the CX. Uh, it's myself, Barry Rafferty, Customer Experience Consultant at Oracle, along with uh, John Foley. Uh, today, we're going to cover off um, a couple of questions that have uh, actually a couple of big questions which have, which have come in over the last couple of weeks. So we're, we're going to run through and address them today. We're going to cover off two of our customers, how we fix things and the re results that have come from that. So uh, without further ado, we'll, we'll kick on. So uh, so you fix things, John, do you? Well, I do, except uh, my racer bike and chain, which came off at the weekend, but we'll not talk about that. Well, yeah, on a day-to-day, -day, that's what we try to do here. We try and fix things. So what we'll talk about today are some of the solutions and how we fix things. Brilliant. Um, and as well as that, like you mentioned, this is actually a question that came in. We've written up the question there. Uh, can we go into a business case for solutions. So thanks very much for the question. Yeah, no, look, um, we've, we've had a lot of different questions come in over the last couple of weeks, uh, but this is one that is, has kind of resonated with, with, with quite a few people. And, you know, it, it, the question's been asked a couple, couple of different ways to us that we can actually, you know, get into some of, some of the meaty stuff, understand some of our solutions, challenges different companies are having in the marketplace for, for, for different reasons uh, uh, how we're looking to address that using the different platforms that we have and and actually how a number of platforms can kind of come together at the same time so it's it, it's not necessarily one 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 item will fix absolutely everything we're going to give you a couple of good examples as well yeah. um, because the, the two companies that we picked um, the PSA group and Arivia PLC. So today the, the focus is a little bit B2B um, for, 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 for the PSA group and a little bit more B2C then as well for, for Arivia. So we've, we've tried to kind of balance it off a little bit. Um, so who do you fancy starting with today? <laughs> well, look, I don't, I'll, I'll let you... Um, because we, we kind of do this a, a little bit kind of fly on, fly on the ball, I'll, I'm going to actually let John ask me the questions today because I usually, I'm the one who's firing questions at John, so I'm going to let him. So I'm going to take over the steering wheel here and we'll see exactly what we want to do. So we do have two fantastic case studies here. And also, so let's start with, uh, I imagine, PSA. So who are PSA by? So the PSA group is, I suppose everybody knows Peugeot cars, they know Citroen, and then the, the slightly more kind of sporty DS, DS models. Um, they're actually a, a customer of ours for Oracle Service Cloud and for Oracle Commerce Cloud. Mm -hmm. Now, they've gone, I suppose the best way to kind of, kind, of, kind of look at this is if you have a look at We'll say we'll we'll pick one at a time, mm -hmm. and we'll go with Service Cloud first. Um, so, what was the challenge originally that they had? Like, look, the the challenge that they had, you know, look, they're looking to modernize their call center, right? They, okay, they they sell nearly three million cars annually. I think that that possibly could could be a could be a lot more, and of all these new cars that they're selling, they're all kind of connected motor vehicles mm -hmm. as well so if you break down at the side of the road it's you know it's already got this dial home capability and it's it's telling a breakdown service you know 
the battery's gone or there's no coolant or timing belt, timing chain? I think that's really important as well because we might be talking about PSA, for example, at the moment. But really, whenever you're listening to these, you should be thinking, how is this relevant to my business? So let's say if I was a retailer and I had one of those coffee machines and I just purchased 20 of those coffee capsules off you and also I've used those, am I getting a message back to within my data for my personal data to say I've run out of capsules and then are you sending me a notification? Are you going to contact me saying yeah. maybe I should be buying some more? <laughs> so is that kind of what we're talking about PSA, kind of connected? It, it is. So if, if, you, if you think about how the way modern businesses are, are operating at the moment it's it's very much as a service models and you know there everyone's trying to be signed up to different subscriptions no no matter what it is it's it's very much you know kind of gone utility based services which uh, you know in fairness I'm a big fan of them um, you know there's a there's a whole convenience thing around them as well but you know if if you're running a business as well, and if you've got your call center, you're looking to modernize it. But if you've got three brands that you're trying to look after, you know one of the challenges there you've got to you've got to be able to you know look at you know the likes of your CSAT scores, how you're actually servicing mm -hmm. your customers when they ring in. You want to make sure that if there's any kind of uh, grievances, you're expediting them as, as quick, quick, quick as quick as you can. So. Because as well as that, the last thing we want to be is on that phone, waiting, listening to that <laughs> annoying waiting service machine. Yeah, like look, you want to be serviced as quick as you can. Like if, if these vehicles are, are connected and they're already sending a certain amount of information back home, um, to to the to the main call center, it, you you know you could take a proactive approach to that, to reach out to the customer to say, look. We have a breakdown recovery service on its way, or do you know what your car is due for a service next month? Would you like to like us to book it into your nearest dealer? And um, you know, come into our service center. You know, we're offering free winter checks. There's there's a lot of proactive, you know, services that they can offer on on the back of having this connected call center. So the solution that was used here was Oracle Service Cloud. Um, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Close. <laughs> yeah. um, like one of the results that, the, that they got off the back of this, uh, they were able to increase like, their, their, their service service time, I think it was by, by 50%. Um, you know, Productivity-wise, like that, that's absolutely huge. Um, they were also able to automate 75% you know, of, of policy automation, I, I just like um, what I find really interesting here is if you don't know, PSA stands for Peugeot, right? Yep, uh, Citroen, yes, and the DS. DS, yes, and these are three different brands all running off the same website, correct? All off the, all off the same, same central hub, and Look, they're able to kind of collapse and condense mm -hmm. this instead of having three separate units for they can actually just ha have it here all all under the three brands under under the one one agreement. And as well as that, if I'm the manager for brand on Peugeot and there's another manager for brand on DS, 
they want to have two different messages and they want to get the right message to the right person exactly. depending on what they're doing exactly like look there's you know from uh, i suppose from a brand loyalty point of view from a marketing point of view if you know if, if you're looking to create this this whole brand loyalty again like it's you know it's a very powerful tool to be to be able to kind of service your existing customers again kind of turn them into brand advocates for your brand mm -hmm. uh, you know if, if you're having a really good experience with one of these three brands you know you you're going to turn around you're going to tell your friends you know by the way and um, geez the guys in Peugeot were great they you know offered me a free winter tire check mm -hmm. and you know topped up all my fluids free of charge all I did was you know I looked at a, a text message mm -hmm. that they sent me or you know they forwarded on an email to me and that, that could be that you know that goes across all three it's Peugeot it's Citroen and it's it's the DS brand as well and one thing I'll mention as well is when I was uh, consulting previously for brands one of the main things that we we're talking at the time was social management or crisis management yeah so for example if someone would raise an issue on social media like a comment what they were able to do was nip that in the bud before it escalated to like a lot of people talking about it and um, being amplified that that problem. Yeah. And what we're able to do is, is nip it in the bud. Is that right? Yeah. Like again, like you're you're talking about a fifty percent reduction, you know, improvement of of, of CSAT, CSAT scores across the board. I, I I just think you know, you know, implementing. That type of automation, um, self-service to, to customers as well, that proactiveness that you can, as a company, em embrace. And it's you know it's seen you know it's seen the choppy waters and then been able to calm, calm it down. And as well as that, your service agent or the person of the customer, they have all that information of your previous interactions, of your car's interactions, all that data in front of them. So you don't have to get on the phone and then explain it or in the chat. Oh, so what's the issue today, Barry? You don't have to go through that. They know already, so they go, oh, I see such and such is wrong at the moment. Yeah. Uh, like, look, there's, uh, like, one of the real benefits of, of implementing the likes of a service cloud is you can dramatically reduce your average call handling times as well. So if you've got a customer who, who has broken down and they're ringing in, you know they're trying to say look my car has stopped i don't know why but you know the very fact that the car is already dialed home to tell <laughs> to tell the guys in the service mm -hmm. desk look there's an issue with the alternator or you know what there's no oil in the car <laughs> yeah. you know which which could happen um, guilty <laughs> oh well look do you know what you know somebody could hit a speed ramp and knock the sump out from the bottom of the car you know if a call agent, if if an agent dealing with this query already has this information, all of a sudden you've just you've you've half that call time, uh, and that can have a huge cost associated as well, like with you know with with actually running your call center. For sure. Um, like look, one of the other challenges as well that that, that Peugeot had was they were looking to kind of modernize how they deal with their dealer dealer net, net, uh, network so i suppose look they were looking to, to kind of looking to adopt kind of a flexible uh, commerce solution so 
after addressing these, mm -hmm. these challenges here around the call centre and the service cloud, they were also looking to, to implement a commerce solution. So, my uh, marker here is a, so a flexible commerce solution. Um, look, they wanted to leverage a breast of feed, rapidly test new markets, you know, look for, you know, business models on, on how they could actually overall grow their business. Um, look, I suppose this is where kind of commerce cloud or commerce cloud solution comes comes into play. And um, well, I thought was interesting because obviously we talk about this a little bit before we jump in front of the camera. <laughs> because from a commerce as a retailer, um, I'm always thinking commerce fast transactions, B to C. But what you're talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it's actually the people at the showrooms. Is that right? Correct. And, so tell me a little bit about that. So, if you were decided that you were going to go buy a new Peugeot or Citroen or DS model today uh, at lunchtime, you wanted to go down to a dealership and you'd identify the vehicle that, that you wanted to have a look at. So you're you're sitting down, you're engaged with the, the salesperson in 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 a showroom, or for example, you can actually do this online as well okay. on, on their website, and you want to pick. Okay, you're buying a brand new car, but you want it to kind of to reflect yourself. So you want to, you know, pick how the exterior looks and run through the different options. But you know, different paint jobs have different mm -hmm. pricing, different interior styles have different yeah. pricing, different audio, different. You know, if if you look at the, you know, the options that are available to to you as as a consumer on a new vehicle, they're they're massive. So enable to have a quick, flexible commerce solution where you're sitting down with a sales consultant mm -hmm. or you're online doing your own research, been able to configure and build a vehicle to the spec that you want. And then all of a sudden, it'll kick out the actual price. So you don't have to you know, wait a week mm -hmm. or wait a month so that people have to, the salesperson has to go back to the factory. Right. Low factory, you know, yeah. I want this spec, this wheels, this interior. They have to phone that prospect back and they're never going to pick up the phone. Yeah, exactly. Or they've gone off to a dealer or a vendor that's, you know, provided them with the details that they're looking for. Yeah. So with the Oracle Commerce Cloud solution, look, it, 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 the flexibility that they have to configure price and quote out, but to also transact with these different dealerships on a B2B model has, has made it much more efficient. It's enabled our business users, you know, to you know rapidly, <laughs> you know, buy you know, the buying experience is, you know, it it's, it's rapidly improved that time. It's lowered TCO by leveraging modern scalable SaaS solutions. Mm -hmm. And again it comes back to this as a service model, but what it's also doing is it's adding this, you know, this enhanced customer experience mm -hmm. that that people get when they're booking a holiday online, or if they, you know, they're buying furniture or buying mm -hmm. clothing from, from different yeah. online retailers. It's really kind of pulls, you know, the automotive industry. Yes, buying a vehicle or buying a car is a huge considered purchase mm -hmm. and people do a lot of homework mm -hmm. before they before they buy buy but if you have a company that's 
already servicing its customers extremely well mm-hmm. and has got great CSATs online. Um, but they're also providing the service around kind of connected vehicles, they, uh, you know, knowing the problems, being proactive mm-hmm. about them, but then also giving them this enhanced buying experience. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, it's great that we can actually talk about it. There's a whole reason why they sell three million vehicles exactly. <laughs> a, a year across the board. So, do you know what, John? I think you did fix things. We did, definitely <laughs> in that situation, we did. And as well as that, and just the final thing on that is, you're also, by giving the selection and the choices that they can do online as the customer or in the showroom as a salesperson, you're both empowering the salesperson and the consumer. Yes. So therefore, they feel confidence in the decision they're making. Yeah, like look, I, you know, customer. When we when when we talk about customer experience, we we are we we're talking about empowering staff within a customer, customer, one of our customer sites. Mm-hmm. But they're by them being empowered, they're providing a much better experience to their customers. Like it, it has a huge knock-on effect, and like this is why over the last couple of weeks, myself and John have been focusing on, on, on different elements around the customer experience. And being able to fix a problem before it actually exists, I think, think is a... Absolutely. Uh, it, it, it has, you know, speaks, speaks volumes. Um, do you want to crack on to the next one? Yeah, let's crack on, <laughs> let's dive in. So, Barry, the second uh, business case that we to- we're looking at is Ariba, yes, and tell me a little bit about that. So look, Ariba PLC are, I suppose, one of the largest providers of passenger transport in Europe. Uh, and again, this this is one of the reasons why why we picked them. Like the, the solutions that we sell can be for for very small startup companies, but you know we go right the way up to to the enterprise price stack. Um, Again, I, th- I thought I'd pick, pick, pick them to talk about because there's, there's a couple of different um, challenges that they were looking, looking to solve. Um, you know, they, they used a couple of solutions as well to, to enable them to do this. So they were looking for what they required was a much more flexible system with availability online to provide a, a better uh, or, or to manage their customer data better. Um, they also wanted to centralize it. Mm-hmm. So like, if you think about them, they're operating in 14 different countries. And tell me a bit about this. Were they, were they a big company to start with or did they scale up? So did they just collect data as they went <laughs> along and kind of fix it? No, yeah. Like they, okay, they, they would have started off as a, as, a, as a very small company, I think back in... 1938, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they started with a mo- with a motorcycle shop in in Sunderland. Um, so they were writing down the data <laughs> back in 1938. Okay, it would have been an old school yeah. merger. Okay, um, but you know through mergers and acquisitions mm-hmm. and through organic growth, mm-hmm. um, I suppose uh, back in the late late 90s, then they would have rebranded themselves as a as a as a Reba. Um, but look, they're they are transporting 2.2 billion customers annually okay. uh, like over 2 billion people like that mm-hmm. is just a, a, a phenomenal amount of, of, of people 
So there might be a chance there might be duplicate data on specific individuals with 2.2 billion. Yes, exactly. And you know, been able to centralize that data, um, but then been able to centralize it, but also cleanse it. You know, it's it's if you clean it properly, you know, and then like the solutions that they used here. So they used Oracle's sales cloud, mm -hmm. um, and they also used Oracle's marketing cloud. Mm -hmm. So what they wanted to do was their whole thing was to improve their customer, improve their customer engagement mm -hmm. by managing their their data better. Mm -hmm. So this was this was this was their challenge. This is what they wanted to do, um, if, because if they can engage with the customers better, there's different incentives that they can offer them. Yeah. There's different special offers, mm -hmm. um, information that they can actually leverage, gain, you know, so if, if they know that John, for example, is taking, you know, the same trips over and over mm -hmm. again, they know that John is a commuter mm -hmm. who's, you know, going from A to B, mm -hmm. but he's never really going to C, but yeah. like, how do they, you know, how do they entice John to maybe use additional services? So I can give you an example. So I do mystery shopper all the time for anyone that I want to talk to because what I want to do is I want to go into the room, give them some value to start with, and okay, let's actually go through it and see if there's a solution there that works. So I was chatting to a retailer and I signed up for the newsletter, I picked something, put it in the basket, and from within 30 days, or sorry, within Six weeks, I got 43 emails from that one company. 43. And I gave them I gave them exactly who I was. I gave them exactly what I was interested in, the product I was interested in. And they were still shooting me generic emails. 43 of them. So you can imagine, if I wasn't a mystery shopper and I didn't want to do this, unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Yeah. Like, look, it's, you know, like one of the results, and this is why, this is why, I, I, I like this, um, like by centralizing the customer data, it, it improved their reporting, mm -hmm. so, but it also improved their insights into their customers' behaviors. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, you know, again, if, if people are purchasing tickets online or their passes online, now again, this is, this is across like multiple travel, travel platforms. It's, it's bus, it's rail, it's water taxi, there's, uh, taxi sharing service that they do in, in another geography as well but this is just helping them because they've got this better reporting and customer insights they, they can actually streamline their sales and marketing process you know it's and look I and myself and, and John have, have various different backgrounds um, in, in our sales careers and, and our consultancy careers um, like one of the things that they wanted to do as well was reduce third third party costs mm -hmm. around their, their advertising yeah. and, and marketing spends because they had their own mm -hmm. they had all their own customer data. Yeah. But after they were able to cleanse it mm -hmm. and centralize mm -hmm. it, clean it, use it properly, mm -hmm. they were able to eliminate a lot of additional. I costs. might just ask you a question because we have this conversation a lot and sometimes we will lead with, uh, I don't want to call it jargon, but it's kind of jargon. So <laughs> can, you, can you just uh, define for me what first-party data is versus what third-party data is? 
Yeah, uh, like look, for, for first party data is, is so say for example, myself and John sign up to Aviva as, 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 as customers. We buy monthly passes to commute every week. So we are entering in our first party data. And what that is, you're getting my name, you know, my address, you know, you've got my payment details. You know, you for possibility, you know, you could, you could have my date of birth. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have my contact details. And from this, what you can actually do is, and, and I suppose GDPR actually killed, killed off a, a, lot, a lot of this for people. Mm -hmm. But you can, like, select, yeah. You know, tell me about special offers. You know, tell, give me more information about your company. You know, how, you know, let me find out more information, services, you know, how I can better my experience with your company. So this is your your first first party data. So this is what Ariva were looking to clean and understand for themselves. So third party data. Let's take it over here. Mm -hmm. So third party data is it's it's coming from coming from other sources. So it could be people redirected to different websites, mm -hmm. but they're unknown to mm -hmm. Reva. It could be people that they got you know some some marketing information mm -hmm. uh, either through the likes of Facebook yeah. or Google or. Or various different ways that it would be targeted, or it could be through social, mm -hmm. it could be through your Facebook or your Twitter. Um, and would it be fair to say one of these is more expensive to have than the other? Like, would it cost I, me money to use my first party data? It's it's not going to cost you any money to use your first party okay. data. Um, what it will cost you in, in terms of, so if you're running your own internal mm -hmm. marketing campaigns, again, it's your internal P&Ls mm -hmm. uh, and budgeting that you're aligning yeah. and resources that you're aligning. Mm -hmm. So that's that's mm -hmm. your, your cost kind mm -hmm. of on, on your first party data. But with your third party data, it's it's a little bit more unknown. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a, it can be a batch and blast kind of cam mm -hmm. campaigns and there's various different ways that you can do them. You can do it either through print or through TV, can be through social channels mm -hmm. where you're just trying to be more, you know, give yeah. people kind of inf information in that one, but, you know. So this is the guy with the sniper. He's <laughs> got a clear shot and a clear message. This is the guy out the back of the shotgun trying to pull cans <laughs> off the wall. That's one way of putting That's one way of putting it. You know, it, like, look, there is... You know, look, companies can be very lucky mm -hmm. and, and have a huge amount of first party mm -hmm. data. And in one of our earlier videos, we were we were talking about Aer Lingus mm -hmm. and like Aer Lingus got ten point seven million. You know, I think it's customer customer details. And mm -hmm. I, I just and again that was through one of our one of our, our marketing platforms that, 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 they, that mm -hmm. they were able to gain that insight and details. Uh, and that's all of their own mm -hmm. first party data. And the tool that they use are 
you know, it's very, they're using very personalized mm -hmm. messaging because they're looking at, you know, the trips that people are booking, where people are looking, looking to go potentially on holidays, and providing them then, you know, that comes back to that cross-sell and upsell. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a huge amount of first-party data, it enables you to do this cross-sell and upsell and still provide that. A little relevant message. Exactly. And, and still get that whole mm -hmm. customer experience you know, so associated to it. So, like, I, I think, I, I think we, 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 we have covered off of a huge, huge, a huge, huge amount of, of, of details there. Like, I, and I'm just kind of conscious as well. Like, some, some of the other questions that, that people have asked us to, to, to try discuss as well. We, we are going to kind of cover them all mm -hmm. over, over the next couple of weeks. There was a huge one. Which um, Brexit? Yes, I said it. I said it. <laughs> um, Brexit is a, is a, is a huge one mm -hmm. um, because it uh, it has the potential to impact every company and every person within Europe, within the UK, massively. And I, I suppose I'd like to think that people and companies are a little bit more. Pragmatic, one hundred percent. Their approach. What we want to be able to do as well is, we want to be able to have a certain plan on what we're going to implement and how we're going to execute it, and look at the different variables. So I think we might actually bring in someone for that. Yeah, uh, like I, I think what we'll do, we'll, we'll bring in a number of people over over a couple of weeks because it, there's there's a lot of different areas that we will need to kind of cover off because um, there's the whole kind of commercial elements of b2b companies but then there's a huge amount in, in the b2c because john looks after a huge amount of online retailers yeah um, and so we're going to look at that, that side of things and also another question that came up was for, like if i'm in finance or a service why would commerce be relevant to me? We kind of touched on it today. Yeah, we we, we touched on we touched on the, on the, on the li little bits. Um, like there's a lot as well to cover under the travel, transport, logistics, and uh, and, uh, and there's a few things as well that kind of pop up around Brexit and the impacts that that, that can have on, on the companies. And unfortunately, you know, we've we've seen what's happened over the weekend with the likes of um, Thomas Cook. Yeah. Uh, and like, look, no, nobody wants to see anything like that happen to a company. Um, but look, what we might try to do is, is maybe look at some of the, the areas uh, where, where they kind of struggle mm -hmm. um, because you've got the likes of different boutique type pop up or startup yeah. travel companies who, you know, hadn't got the expense of, of trying to run an airline. Mm -hmm. They don't have you know that high street presence mm -hmm. that a Thomas Cook ha would have because I suppose if people are spending a huge amount on uh, on a holiday, mm -hmm. you know again they're seeing that as a considered purchase. Yeah. You know, so they want to sit down in front of a salesperson, make mm -hmm. sure that they're getting the best deal and uh, the best flights mm -hmm. and the best accommodation and all the different add-ons. But you know you've you've got this this pop up society of, of companies as well where 
again, you know, they're selling them experience. Uh, they're doing it online. There's this, um, you know, in part part of a, a discussion group here within Oracle, and it covers off a lot of the travel and transport uh, verticals. And one of the big uh, issues that, that one of my colleagues uh, who looks after the likes of startup companies was saying was millennials uh, when they're booking holidays, it's it's they're more looking at the experience that they're booking. Yeah. And you've got as well now a whole generation of tech savvy uh, consumers mm -hmm. who would rather, you know, do their own research online, mm -hmm. have a look at social, and then they'll go do their own research and purchase yeah. that way. And you can see this, and a lot of the market are doing that. Like for example, Ryanair Lingus, you can book your your car there on on the website. You can also book accommodation. And even Airbnb have actually gone directly to it where like if you're going to this area, let's say I'm going to Nashville, it's going to be fantastic. But also <laughs> I can see the experiences that I can have while I'm in Nashville. So they're creating exactly. a hub. So I just go to Airbnb now and I can figure out everything I want to know about my holiday. Right, and Sam, I'll give you I'll give you a good a good analogy. Um, my my parents actually went to um, bookshop mm -hmm. to pick up uh, <laughs> You know, they they wanted to. Oh, I don't know, it's close. They were looking to pick up a, a a lonely planet. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, for 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 one of my relatives, mm -hmm. <laughs> they just they walked in and sure it was. They only, they could only find two. One was for Dublin, and yeah. only one was for London. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Like they, they just and chances <laughs> are that was from like two thousand and three or something like that. Yeah, like you know, fifteen twenty years ago, a lonely mm -hmm. planet was your bible. Yeah, when you when you were going away on on holidays. Yes, I am that old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <no. laughs> um, but yeah, look, it it's just look part of the conversations that myself and John are are going to be having are are how things have changed so quickly over the last number of years and how companies are adapting and changing and rolling with that, but also providing the as-a-service models mm -hmm. through experiences. Because mm -hmm. that's the thing, I've heard this saying since I first started working in marketing, is you want to be in front of the curve. You want to be an early adapter. Yeah. So let's, let's try and have that focus the whole way through our podcast. Yeah, like look, we we very much are apologies. Let me just uh, no back up. Sure. And so for the next time, we're going to look at the question, or we're going to look at Brexit. Which do you think we'll do? Um, I th I think we we can cover off a little bit bit of Brexit. We might might kind of do it in two parts. Okay. So uh, yeah, what I would really like to do is is maybe focus a little bit more so on on the retail. For, I would like that very much too, Barry. Yeah, for, for next week, because what, what we did today was we covered off a small bit of the retail, but it was mm -hmm. more B2B. Look, Aurelia is very much B2C, mm -hmm. but again, like that, it's not retail, mm -hmm. it's not as a service. Um, I definitely think we need to you know, have, have a look at the commerce play mm -hmm. around retail and, and the importance that it has. And then also as well, I, I think we should, I think we should talk about 
maybe just focus on commerce actually a bit more over next week. But why commerce is becoming important for non-e-commerce yeah. e companies, uh, and potentially why they should look at it. And and I'll have a think about it from a B two B side. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think we, we do need to focus a bit on the on on the retail and, and understand how the retail sector is affected by mm -hmm. by commerce. Um, so now that you know what we're talking about, keep your questions coming. Yeah, definitely. and the more specific, the better, because we can go any direction with the question. So we would love to drill down into what you guys want to know. Yeah, look, we really appreciate. Um, people who are, who are viewing us on YouTube, mm -hmm. the questions that we're getting in directly, but don't be afraid to, to post them out in general. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the thing, the community will dive in as well. Yeah. If they see something and they've got an opinion, they will happily share it. Yeah, like definitely, like look, myself and John don't have the answers every single question. We do come back in-house with a lot of consultants, pre-sales and sales consultants like ourselves, and guys with, with various different backgrounds as well. And lastly, yes, we will be up on a, on a podcasting, two different podcasting uh, platforms by the end of this week. So there'll be three, three episodes going up, uh, going up live, and we'll also do kind of maybe a quick intro Mm -hmm. around ourselves, uh, our backgrounds, and I suppose why, why, why we're doing this as, as part of our And course. the name of the podcast is? All About the CX. All About the CX. <laughs> uh, Monday Morning Podcast was already taken by Bill Burr. So. <laughs> Excellent. Look, thanks very much, guys. Um, please do keep the questions coming. Um, look, if, and, and again, if there's areas you want us to specifically focus on, You've absolutely no problem doing that either. Take care, guys. Have a productive week. Thank you.